right now, it's Sunday. And we live. <laughs> we live. <coughs> Woo! <coughs> oh. Let's get this shit started, man. Alright man, Jersey Jew the Red Pill Party Podcast. And yeah. We did something last night for Saturday. We're gonna do something today for Sunday. It's eleven thirty AM Sunday. And I'm doing this because you guys know I've talked about Fresh and Fit before. I was against them, not saying I was personally against them, but some of the things that they were doing I was against. Then I kind of came back to them, especially with this situation with the black women and, you know, respect our queens and because you're black, you have to date black and et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much fans of fresh and fit. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what happened. But, uh, you know, we're going to go through the Black Panther guy of the new Black Panther Party. Remember, they got to call it the new Black Panther Party because we know what happened to the old Black Panther Party, don't we? They didn't want to see niggas get together and actually be a cohesive unit. No, they did not want that to happen. So you know what they did? Every single one of those black leaders, they rounded up. And got rid of them. But now we got the new Black Panther Party, which which seems to just be a, a group of um, racist, um, racist blacks. Who I would assume feels hatred towards other blacks who decide to date outside of their race or other blacks who don't believe in, you know, their exact movement. This is like the same mentality as Black Lives Matter. Because see, I can tell you that I supported the old Black Panther Party. I can tell you that. Or the movement of Marcus Garvey. But these new Negroes today, I don't, I, I can't subscribe to these men. I really can't. It's not, I can't do it, but we're not going to waste any time because it actually took me, it took me nearly an hour to find this clip without any commentary. So what we are going to go through is a fresh and fit and Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz. Now when a nigga has Shabazz as the last name, that's a dangerous nigga. We know Malcolm X. We know Malcolm X. I'm, I'm a huge um, follower and supporter of Malcolm X. I would say the same about Martin Luther King. But we know even at that particular time, in the mid to late 60s, there were two different black thoughts. Not all black people have to think alike. Somebody like Martin Luther King, who was a reverend, pastor, man of God, and Malcolm X... The man of Islam, uh, Islamic faith, uh, a rebellious 
uh, Trailblazer, they still butted heads, went back and forth from one another. But at the end of the day, they are different. They are individuals. And see, Malcolm X is the biggest individual. He disconnected from Muhammad. He disconnected from Farrakhan. And it is rumored that Farrakhan was the one to put the hit on Malcolm. I'm not saying either or. But we're going to get right into the fresh and, fli- uh, the fresh and fit uh, Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz uh back and forth. This is 10 minutes. I'll pause every now and then to make valid points, but I promise I won't be doing this the whole time. Be banned. If you all could come back in, Fresh Prince CEO. Hit the request button so I can bring you back, Fresh Prince CEO. I see Fresh Prince CEO in the comments. There we go. Gotcha. All right. Now I can bring everybody up. Come on, IG. Stop hating on them. You. Okay. There you are, brother. All right. Um, Attorney Malik, academics. Oh, you can hit the request button now and come back. They have, <laughs> let me also mention, Um, I might still grab the clip from DJ Academics because it is funny. Um, DJ Academics. You guys may know uh, Everyday Struggle, you know, DJ Academics, when he did his shit on Twitch, I think he still does. DJ Academics on YouTube, Off the Record Podcast, DJ Academics. This guy deals with Fresh and Fit a lot, you know what I mean? He goes down there, does a show, usually around a bunch of bimbos. They, they, they keep contact with one another. So there's actually a video of DJ Academics reacting to this shit. And we might still play it at the end just to make valid points. DJ Academics is, by association, he is purple pill. Now, I said it before, fresh and fit are purple pill. They're not red pill because if it was just red pill, there wouldn't be bimbos on the show every day. They use that. And look, this is no this towards them. They use the women to gather these thirsty ass men. And so they can actually learn something. I know the technique, but I just want to throw that out there. But you know, academics, he'll, he'll say a few good things about the manosphere, but he'll always go back to defensive mode. Or if people ask him like, Hey man, what's up? Like, are you a part of the manosphere? Are you a part of the red pill? And then he'll he'll go back on his words. But there's always been this back and forth. DJ Academics was actually supposed to be a part of this call. He declined. He wanted no smoke. Let's go. Because, I mean, they're burning me up. They want to ask questions. All right. We got Attorney Malik Zulu Shabazz coming in right now. My brother, Dr. Attorney Malik Zul Shabazz, welcome. Hey, my brother, Black Power. Black Power to you. Yes, sir. Um, and of course, <laughs> the book of Khaled is out everywhere. Books are sold. I did the forward. Uh, my father's biography. Thank you so much, brothers, for pinning it and championing the book and being a champion on the front lines and being the modern day 
Khaled Muhammad on the front line. So I want to thank you. Now let me just paint. Let me just paint the scenery. This is this red, black, and green shit that they got going on. So you're going to hear a lot of gibberish talking about the movement and Khaled Muhammad and all this other shit. I just want to let you guys know how biased this back and forth was. The guy who hosted it seems to be on the red, black, and green team. Fresh and fit, or really CEO Fresh, that's the dark-skinned dude who looks literally African. He's on his own side, right? Now, they're going to grill him very soon, but I want you to know the tone of what's going on. So when this guy comes on, he pretty much gives him a mini-interview. When CEO Fresh comes on, they just go right to work. They go right in. It's all of your hard work, brother. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate you helping me with the book of your book of Khalid, the book on your father, Khalid Abdul Muhammad. Great book, out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, did you have any thoughts and or questions uh, for the brother here? <laughs> I really, I, I do, brother Fresh. I really want Myron back. Is Myron coming back? Okay. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead without brother. Uh, Myron, hold on. Myron is here. Myron is here. Let's get Myron in. <laughs> and I just sent Myron a request. <laughs> yeah, there's Brother Myron now. Uh, also, I want to say here that um, we gotta get we got a nighttime show that we got here going in a second. Okay, okay, so we're gonna get it real quick. Um, I'm so as a student of Dr. Khalid Muhammad, I'm so sick and tired. Here we go of athletes, entertainers, and those that make it. Um, turning on black people and talking down to black people. It's clear that these two brothers, they just love them some cracker women. <laughs> they just love them some blonde-haired, blue-eyed, pink-toed, pale-skinned, buttermilk complexion, iron-board backside, caucasoid, mutinoid, subject Ooh. of itch, white cave bitches. <laughs> Yo! This is like Saturday Night Live. When I saw this clip, I was like, all right, this, this has to be a joke, right? So this dude <coughs> comes on as fierce as ever, black power, black power, black power, as if that means any fucking thing today. But let's keep saying it. Black power, black power, black power. Comes in. And you can tell by his energy, he's 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 ready to attack, right? And I just want to give you guys, and you guys should check out this video anyway, but I just want to give you guys like a rundown. So Myron is the lighter toned individual. I know he's black and something. He's he's mixed with something, but for the most, I think he's mixed with African or somewhere in Africa, he's mixed in it. So the irony of this is, you got a guy who's paying attention to what another guy likes and dislikes, right? And so much so that this guy had to reach out. Now, what's interesting about this is you notice that he said black people. He didn't start with stop attacking our black queens narrative. Not yet. It's coming. It is coming. But then you have this guy. He just goes completely in. You like the blonde hair, iron iron board backside, uh, mutinoid 
Caucasoid, and all this other crazy shit. And I, if, if I was Myron, I would have sat there and been like, correct, yes, I'm into the blonde hair, uh, pink toe women, sure. That's what I would have said. Like, hey, you know everything. Black power, Mr. Black Man, Mr. Black Panther, Mr. Black King, talk that shit. And it's a shame. I'm, and I'm admiring. I call Brother Myron the Sambo from Sudan. I'm hoping that. <laughs> These red, black, and green niggas need to calm the fuck down. See, I think. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but it's always the red, black, and green niggas that say the most offensive shit to black people. This is why so-called coons will tell you that the people who's going to cause more harm to you as a black man is another black man. A white man will talk shit behind your back or a white man will actually give you an opportunity. That's just the reality. And if you're in this country, right, and if you have a job, red, black, and green, you work for the man. Surprise. But I've said it before. These niggas throw some of the most offensive insults towards black people. But if they hear a white person say that, they'd probably get offended. But I think all of these red, black, and green, Ku Klux Klan, all of these hateful organizations are under the same umbrella. They're getting the same amount of money. That's why none of these, you don't hear a lot of things about the Black Panthers getting ran down on them by police. You sure as hell don't hear shit about the Klan being ran down by the police. Something's going on, okay? Similar to what Malcolm X, going back to Brother Malcolm, <coughs> He was connecting the dots with the Nation of Islam meeting with certain white supremacists. Well, what are these two opponents meeting for? Hmm. But all of these things were brought up. And that guy, Malcolm X, was considered a sellout and was considered a traitor for pointing out the corruption within the organization that he was a part of. So you can imagine what these niggas, these are the true Sambos. These are the true coons. These red, a lot of these red, black, and green niggas are the true coons, the true sellouts. Stop looking at Candace Owens. Um, stop looking at Ben Carson. Um, stop looking at Alan West as coons. They're not. They're like, they're actually doing something. Y'all focus y'all energy on the niggas that y'all believe y'all can bully. You're not going to talk about the hood nigga. You're not going to talk about the street nigga on the corner who's really feeding the community with poison and drugs. You're not going to go up to these gangbangers who are really promoting black on black violence. Instead, you go after what you consider the weaker link, the fresh and fit, the people who just talk about the issues, not the people who are actually selling the drugs to kill people, not the ones who are out there pointing guns and killing one another. So think about that. These red, black, and green niggas are the worst because they talk about black empowerment. Everybody got to come together. And when one black person disagrees, it's this nigga's a coon, sellout, Sambo, all this other fuckery. He hasn't been bit by the white Arab disease that teaches that the white Sudanese is better than the black Sudanese. I heard 
Fresh say that one of his parents was black, but we don't know about the other one. And so we in the new Black Panther Party, and I, Malia Shabazz, <laughs> I want to say I love the black woman. I want to say that the Here black woman is the queen of the planet Earth. She's the mother of civilization. That the black woman is the goddess of the universe. She ain't just somebody we may just happen to want. She is our not just our preference. She's all that we want. We don't want nothing else but the black woman. All right, sir. I'm just going to tell you this politely. I want you to hear this. I, I really hope this individual is hearing when I say this. Um, I I get what you're saying, but respectfully, speak for yourself, please. <laughs> speak for yourself. I'm I'm darker than you, sir. I can speak for myself. I fuck white bitches, Asian bitches, uh, Hispanic bitches. Black bitches, all types of women. And I don't look at one woman as superior. I just don't. I don't look at any woman as superior. So all this mother earth, mother earth and uh, the black women is God shit. We gonna burn that right away. If the black man can't be the Messiah, then we not making it a black bitch named Mariah. Get, get that shit. Get that shit out of here. Get, literally, stop. <laughs> Cut it out, right? And like I said, these guys target individuals who they feel are inferior to them. See, a lot of people, a lot of blacks will tell you that the Panther Party of today is not a racist group. And that's a fucking lie. <laughs> I remember an article in New Jersey. Shout out to Trenton. Shout out to the Capitol. I remember an article about the Black Panther Party uh, harassing potential voters at the polls, telling them that they need to vote for Obama. Vote for Obama or else. There's a connection here. That's all I'm saying. Niggas is supposed to be, and like I said, I that's why I feel if you're going to have any group today, you're going to have to have it the way that it was. The Black Panther Party will never be the way that it was because once that happens, I've said this before, I didn't say shit actually. You didn't hear me say anything about them. When they had the organization before and they had everything in a cohesive unit, the alphabet boy stepped in and all of a sudden that was it. That was it. And there's movies about the Black Panther Party you can watch. I'm a supporter of the original Black Panther Party. This new shit is foreign to me. I don't know what the fuck this shit is. It's like the best comparison would be gang members, right? Now a nigga who is a nigga who's gangbanging in the eighties or a nigga who was gangbanging before that, they won't know what the fuck is happening today, right? Because they came with code. A lot of those groups protected their communities, and at the very least, two rival uh, groups 
would meet it out at the park and fight warrior style, bitch. No weapons, no guns, fisticuffs, right? So if you would ask that man who is still alive today, God willing, because a lot of these people from that era have insight. If he were, if someone would sit down with him, if a young kid in his same gang, whether it's B, C, or P, right? Would have sat down and told that old head, would have told that elder in the community what's been going on with the gangs. The old guy wouldn't know what the fuck is happening. It wouldn't make sense to him. Because you got gangs, right? Who go after other gangs, territorial, um, maybe throughout history. This shit is documented. See, people can say gangs are dumb, but there was a there was a meaning to all of that shit. And that meaning actually made sense for the community at that time. And I'm connecting this because a lot of the gangs, including the Crips, wore the bomber jackets. They wore the, the leather jacket. <clears throat> excuse me. They wore the leather jackets to emulate the Panther Party. So the Panther Party was very vital to black people even the black people that don't support them they don't understand what cause and effects that they've made so with all that being said the new panther party today is foreign i don't understand anything about it it's a group of angry black men right who it goes back to accountability it goes back to standing your ground and doing what you have to do and not being so concerned about the next motherfucker. Right? See, me, when I talk about these people, I don't talk about the money they make. I don't give a fuck about that. I don't talk about the life they live. I don't give a fuck about all that. It's about the information. It is about the message instead of the messenger. And we are, and one day we're going to put a stop to this. As Khalid Muhammad said, that one day we will come to that stage and that microphone and these black movement will snatch you off that goddamn stage for talking and dogging our people and we and dogging the black woman out. We love. So now, like I said, this is just niggas pedestalizing pussy. I don't give a fuck what color the pussy is. I will not pedestalize it. Black pussy is included, women. That is also included. And this is what <clears throat> these Umar Johnson, um, Tyreek Nasheed's type niggas do. They cater to these black women because they know they have so many opponents. There's so many people that looks aside, no looks are not even evolved. Just the attitude alone will disqualify most of these women. That's not a big secret. It's not that these dudes are saying that these are like, you know, I want to see this nigga go after like somebody like Tommy Sotomayor at least because, you know, he be going in on black bitches. It, it's funny. I think it's funny, but he had he had a stage and people know who uh, Tyreek, not Tyreek, uh, Tommy Sotomayor is. He was actually known. Or I should say people know him more. When he went back and forth with Tyreek Nasheed, which they still go back and forth to this day. 
Now, I'm not similar to Tyreek. I mean, I'm not similar to Tommy Sotomayor or Tommy Sotomayor has no similarities to me. But we kind of have the same message when it comes to us. It's take responsibility, take accountability for your actions and move forward. Tommy Sotomayor goes and on black bitches. He came up with the hair hat and hooligan uh, reference, which is still funny, something I use today, uh, and a lot of other shit. And he had, he got punched in the face. Uh, niggas tried to jump him. People tried to attack him. I think there was some situation where a motherfucker tried to break into his crib. So now this nigga got loaded up on guns. So you already know where I'm getting at now, right? So now Tommy Sotomayor loads up on guns and he talks filthy to these red, black, and green niggas as a nigga. That's very difficult to do because nobody's going to really understand. A black person on the outside will not understand why you are going against these group of people. They will just follow the narrative and say that you're a sellout. But he went along with that. He actually made it, uh, what was it, the coon father? He had shirts that said the coon father because they called him a coon and all this shit. And he actually benefited from it. <laughs> Matter of fact, fuck this bullshit, man. We got to give shit like that a round of applause. That's That's strategic. That's strategic. That's strategic. That's very strategic. But he took the negative, made a positive out of it. <clears throat> ironically, if you look at Tommy Sotomayor's fan base, ironically enough, there's a good portion of, that's right, black women. Because I don't say all black women are hood rats. I don't say all black women are hood boogers. But a lot of them are. That's just the reality. Certain black women may not like that, but they understand it. Because number one, they're not a hood rat. They're not a hood booger. Number two, they can actually acknowledge what is going on. So it's like certain women can put emotions aside and deal with strictly logic. It's just a rarity to come by. But let's get back to um, the coon bashing of Dr. Malik Zulu Shabazz. Of some chocolate black women. Chocolate. The blacker the berry, the Ay. sweeter the juice. Ay. That's all we want to hear out here. Mm. And then, to, as I conclude, to say that everybody has suffered. This, uh, this brother over here looking like he's a black old man, brother uh, French. He's looking <laughs> as black as tar. Talking about Once again, pointing out the blatant hypocrisy of these niggas. Blacker to Berry. All this other stupid shit. But then, talk shit about a fellow black man because of his complexion. He just said the blacker the bit. Oh, that's just for pedestalizing black women. Oh, that's right. May date a black woman. If you didn't have probably some money, no woman on the earth would touch you, including the black woman. We can tip. So now he proved another point. <laughs> See, these niggas bury themselves. This is the type of guy that didn't listen to Fresh and Fit's message behind it. In fact, he probably never heard of Fresh and Fit until this situation. So now he can get his little clout points and get brownie points by these black bitches who don't do shit, who ain't worth shit. They just want to see chaos. They want to see drama. 
and this isn't all black women, but I've said it, it's a good portion of them. And he stated that if these Negroes didn't have money, then no woman would want them, including the black woman. So what's his point by saying that? Okay, I got money though. <laughs> That's what I would have said, but I got money. I have bitches. <laughs> I have a popular platform. And the only thing that this individual seems to have, and this is just from my perspective, the only thing that this other black brother has is anger, frustration, and feminine, um, feminine behavioral traits. That's all he has. No, you ain't had no women. And so, come on, brothers, wake up. If you're going to be an entertainer, be a revolutionary entertainer. <laughs> if you're going to do something, be like Paul Mooney, man. But stop being a Sambo and a Tom and a, and a bootlicking uh, tool for the Klan and white racism and white supremacy. And that's what I'm like. When are you going to stop, brother? Because if you don't stop, the new Black Panther Party is going to have to stop you. Black power. <laughs> All right. Um... Uh, fresh, bring you back. Fresh, you look like we lost you. Um, Myron, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, hold on. Oh, yo, how old are you, bro? You like 70? <laughs> hey, look, my dog's white too. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing white that you don't like. Show me something black you like, including your black self. Where's Fresh to get the canvas? Have you hit the canvas over there, brother? Uh, Fresh, come back. Fresh, come back. We just lost you. I saw your request. Come back, Fresh. All right. <clears throat> so Fresh is, like I said before, the dark-skinned guy, the darker guy at a Fresh and Fit. It's weird, and I'm not going to talk shit. I'm just going to be direct. It's just weird that, I mean, his position is not a good position. It's just not a good position. This nigga had this white bitch, right? And, you know, he flaunts her, shows the bitch around, doesn't really know much about her, which is mistake number one. You're a public figure at this point, right? So if you dark as asphalt and you pull up, with a snow bunny blonde white bitch, niggas is gonna look like, yo, who the fuck is, who's this bitch? Oh yeah, this is a girl I'm talking to. He put himself in a very bad position. And I think guys like him are gonna be the easier targets. Like I said, this is all these red, black, and green niggas go after is easy targets. Like I said, they're not gonna deal with the heavy hitters in the streets. They'll deal with the popular figures because they have something called the influence. But going back to the insults, going back to the blatant disrespect, and really me being neutral at the at the very least, because like I said, whatever this new Black Panther party is, I don't know what the fuck it is. New anything? I know the I don't Black Panthers. I don't those. I know them. This new Black Panther shit that's foreign. I don't know what that is. So I can't really subscribe to any of that shit. And at the same time, uh, CEO Fresh 
he did pull some simp shit. But at the same time, Myron also pulled some simp shit. These niggas be going on seeking arrangements, apparently. Hey, do you. I'm still going to listen to the message. It's just the messenger looks a little janky. The messenger is looking a bit wacky when it comes to um, doing what you say or living that life that you pertain to have. Let's go. Yeah, I'm seeing he's checking out out of here. Fresh, come back. I'm looking at them. <laughs> now he's just he just lost connection. So that's the only thing that's happening. I'll turn it up when he comes back. Because <clears throat> they're on fucking hey, IG. How old are you? The seven years old nigga? Sure. Hey, no, bro. bro I got a white ass dog right here. You're, you're saying I'm the black woman, right? Bro, I'm from Barbados, bro. My <laughs> whole life, basically, I was in black chicks. So your assumption based off of like, oh, these guys are celebrities and they don't like, they, they're cockles with whatever. Bro, at the same time, I respect your opinion. You don't know us. So if you to say that. So he came in kind of talking like this and it was really kind of, let me, let me kind of break it down what he was saying. He's from Barbados. <clears throat> the people in Barbados tend to be dark people. He's been dating those dark women his entire life. So now let's talk a little deeper about the women of a particular place rather than the women themselves. Because guys can easily say black women this, black women that. And I'm sure black women get tired of hearing this shit. But black men also get tired of hearing the dumb shit that y'all talk about too. Let's be fair. Black women in the States are different than the black women in Africa. Just like the black women in the Bahamas. Just like the black women in Jamaica. Just like the black women in Haiti. I can keep going. It has nothing to do with the appearance or the appeal of a black woman. No. It has everything to do with the attitude of these black women. That's what it really boils down to. So I like how he starts off by saying, hey, um, I'm from the Barbados. I, uh, I've dated black bitches there my entire upbringing. So this has nothing to do with it, but I like you uh, jumping to conclusions. He's coming in pretty calm, although he could slow down a bit so that people can understand him. I just find it hysterical because you're assuming based off of a clip. Now, I don't know what you date. I don't care what you date. None of my business. So we gonna say, bro, because you're talking a lot of shit right now, bro. A lot of shit. Uh, bro, what I I'm doing is, is, I'm, is I'm being on point, bro. I hear clearly what you're saying. You don't like black women. They're not your preference. And you equate black women with hood. Everything black. He took everything that he just said and he didn't listen to one thing. He just told this red, black, and green nigga that he's been dating black women in the Barbados his entire upbringing. What can this guy not understand about that. And yes, he said it for a reason. Because he feels that the women in the States aren't really worth that time 
and they're not worth that effort. That is his opinion, and that is not only an opinion, that's simply a preference. Now it goes deeper into not wanting to date black women or not wanting to date black women in the States. Uh-oh. Because it won't be related to race anymore. It will be related to the character or the preference of the attitude and the behavioral traits of that woman. Women in Africa are some of the baddest women on the planet. I will tell you that first. I acknowledge beauty on every every end of the spectrum. So I don't want to hear uh, a bitch tell me just because I talk about black bitches in this country that I hate black women. That has nothing to do with it. It's the attitude. It's the lack of fathers in your household that gives you the attitude of being this goddess because you've been around a bitter black woman of a mother this is all like statistics you see it on a daily basis where the black men you only see you only think of black men when it comes to fatherless households right especially uh guys of the manosphere you don't think of the women are the girls, the daughters, raised in a single mother household, do you? Well, let me give you a quick glimpse before we continue. See, it usually goes like, it goes a little something like this. Today, you'll see majority of single mothers on dating apps. They go on dating apps to look for stepdads. They know that certain men are gullible enough to date, procreate, even procreate uh, with a single mother. Now, to each his own. I just say it's a dumb decision and it's fucking stupid. Don't matter how you look at it. Had to put this heat on, man. We got, it's 23 degrees Fahrenheit. It's set, it was 17 degrees yesterday, by the way. It's 23 today. But anyway. So. I, I forgot what I was even fucking talking about, man. This whole fresh and fit thing, it, it is funny. But it's also like, damn, man. Because now these niggas are just targets. So, you know, you're going to have a, a black woman. An angry black woman, not all, not all, not all. An angry black woman talking about these niggas for at least half a year. I mean, get used to it, man. This shit is going to be hilarious. Back to you, because maybe you've been rejected all your life because Let's you're go back so a little black bit. and you got that big broad. A life basically of the inflections. So your assumption based off of like, oh, you guys are celebrities and they don't like. They, they're cultures with whatever. Bro, at the same time, I respect your opinion. You don't know us. So for you to say that, I just find it hysterical because you're assuming based off of a clip. Now, I don't know what you date. I don't care what you date. None of my business. So, we got to say, it, bro, because you're talking a lot of shit right now, bro. A lot of shit. Uh, bro, what I'm doing is, is, I'm, is I'm being on point, bro. I hear clearly what you're saying. 
you don't like black women. They're not your preference. <laughs> and you equate black women with hood. Everything black to you is hood. Because maybe you've been rejected all your life because you're so black and you got that big broad nose and you look like an original African black statue. And then blatant insults against a fellow black man but claim to be red, black, and green. Hmm. You want to get away from all the insults you suffered all your life because you're so. Whatever they was calling you, now you want to get away from black brother. But it's your job now to embrace yourself. You got to love yourself for the first time in your life. And you show that by loving your black woman. You don't show <laughs> that by being a Tom and a. You show that as a man by loving yourself. See, this right here is one of the main reasons why I go against these type of Negroes. They believe by pedestalizing and taking care of the black God, you are taking care of yourself. Meanwhile, these women will take advantage of that, take advantage of your stupid black ass, your fucking red, black, and green, red, black, and green medallion wearing ass niggas, and toss y'all niggas to the side. That's usually what happens. This is the same as like a Sodnetta, for an example. He has that same sort of principle. And I actually, I like, I listen to a good amount of his shit. I mean, there's a lot of these niggas that I actually fuck with. Tyreek Nasheed got some funny shit sometimes. He just talks about Conan 24-7, but he was a pimp. He played a pimp in a fucking, in a fucking uh, short film with politicians. And he's pointing out coons today. You can do anything you want to do in life, really. But the point I'm trying to make is when you feel that you have to love a woman to truly love yourself, nine times out of ten, you're being taken advantage of by that woman. These red, black, and green niggas are just fucking idiots. Pigeon, because them white women gonna leave you. As soon as your yacht run aground, they leaving you because they don't want you for you. They want you for whatever you can do, brother. And, and you got you an example, black man. I mean, we 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 saying you an example, black man. Crack jokes, but crack on this cracker. That's what we want to see you crack on. Okay. Crack on the cracker. So you're you're making derogatory <laughs> white people, uh, and that's okay. <laughs> like right up. It's, it's uh, like we're gonna make jokes on everyone. Like, oh, you're putting down the black one. Don't talk with all due respect. That's how you look right now. <laughs> fucking Carl World, bro. This how you put you by the toe and I ain't gonna let you go, Myra. He put on a clown mask and said that that's how this nigga was acting. Which is essentially, yeah. What what black men what black men like uh Malik uh Shabazz whatever his name is. No disrespect. I just don't care to look up the name. See, men like him, his career is pedestalizing women, black women, exclusively. <clears throat> so rather than a simp, he's like a selective simp. He simps for a specific group of bitches. And his position will always have what is called power because he feeds off of the minds of a lot of these negative black women. They see certain black men date outside of their race and 
they won't say or think, well, what can I do? Because a lot of these women look like European bitches anyway. They, they have the European headpieces on. They have the Brazilian headpieces on. They want to be every race but themselves. The black man, whether he chooses to socialize in a certain way or not, we consciously know we are black men. Now, I don't say this to say that I'm dominant or I'm not saying it to say I'm inferior, right? It's just when it comes to a majority of group settings, I'm usually the rarity, okay? Now, a black man can take that and be ostracized or he can take that and empower himself. See what I did there? I didn't mention a bitch. It's not like, hey, we got to take care of these women to make sure we're better off. No, we have to better ourselves. So even if we decide to go out there in the world of women, we already taken care of because most of these bitches ain't going to have much to begin with. But the attitudes and expectations, that's all they're going to usually have. I don't see why so many black men, right? If they if they really sat back and they just thought about race, religion, uh, class is extremely important. It's a conversation that's rarely mentioned. And it's rarely mentioned for a reason. Because if people talked more about class, you would have more tribes and groups of people coming together. And that would destroy the platform of uh, certain News media on social media, mainstream media, that would destroy it because it wouldn't even be Democratic or Republican anymore. But our, and when I say our, I mean our country's social groups and standards of things will always break down to left wing, right wing. Now, I'm saying all this to say um, most men essentially putting policies and politics aside, they are conservative. Most women today, especially due to feminism, are considered lefties, or they're considered extreme liberals. Now, women, on the other hand, they can flip the narrative and say, well, you guys, you red pill, MGTOW guys are like extreme right wing or whatever. They'll say alt-right. They'll use all the terms they want. I'll go, fine. I don't give a fuck. Color me bad, bitch. I don't give a fuck what these hoes say. And I don't give a fuck what this red, black, and green nigga has to say. But I'm going to let Myron, although he's on a he's on a line that's really fucked up, try to make some valid points and, and get this nigga up out of here. Hey, come on, Myron. Come on, Myron. All the time, brother Myron. We see every athlete, every entertainer. Soon as they get a few pennies, soon as they get a few pennies, they running after white folks. Soon as you get a few pennies, and we get, we see the Academy Awards. We see it on the football field, and somebody has to stand up here on this show tonight and say that we love the original woman, the black woman. We love that Sudanese woman, that African woman. That's who we love. That's who we embrace. That's who we want. We don't want nothing else. Somebody has to be strong in this hour. Hmm? Speak for yourself, nigga. What's up with these black men? And I talked about this before. Like, 
What's going on with these black men and this idea that they have to be leaders, that there has to be leaders in general, as if the black man is not capable and not determined enough to become his own leader and to possibly influence the youth. Instead, we just want to be leaders of our quote unquote people. We're not usually thinking about the youth. We're usually not thinking about anything besides our material gain. That's why leadership in the black community is such a fucking joke. That's why you have Al Sharpton marching around every time a black man gets killed. You got Jesse Jackass Jackson that marks around every time a black person gets killed. Round up people to walk around, grovel and complain, a.k.a. protest, and believe that something's going to change. And when this nigga talks about those selling out, I think of Colin Kaepernick, right? You know, Colin Kaepernick and what he started and how, if you ask me, you know, whether his endorsements were in question or not, I think that shit was all set up by design, man. And see, these niggas talk about being revolutionaries. These niggas talking about being revolutionaries. And really, they don't have shit. They don't do anything. They don't even talk about real issues. I would say all they do is talk, but they don't even talk about real issues. If they were to sit down and really talk about the problems going on in the communities and actually have the resources and the connections to actually make progress, this would all be a different story. I would completely go against Fresh and Fit if that was the case. But these niggas just run their mouths, man. It becomes tiresome to listen to. Yo, yeah, you got the right place to go, goddammit. You got the right place to go. I'm just saying, that's like, like, no, too, bro. Oh, a white man, a white man, <laughs> a white dog. No. <laughs> oh, your reddit black and green leaders melanated men these are your leaders you choose to follow these niggas why because they say some some old school hateful rhetoric that wilds you up what are these niggas really doing 
Who's who's paying these niggas? Who do they work for? Who's paying these niggas? Why is it the new Black Panther Party? What's new about it? The lack of information, the lack of understanding. Is is that what the new thing is? Because I don't really. I I don't get it. I really don't. I don't fucking understand these people. You know what I mean? Uh, high value man roast woman. Uh, this is a quick one, is it? Eh. Well, I will play this one. There's no such thing as unconditional love. There's oh, there's there's conditions to everything in the world. And the reason why I had to say something was because men don't listen to that advice ever. Because women will say that to you. Oh, unconditional love, and I'm gonna love you whatever. As and long I, as you make somebody outside from you yourself you responsible, it's you gonna be a conditional you love. You let me finish. Okay. So what I was saying was, is that. Listen, listen, man. The way this nigga be shutting these bitches down, like, listen, they in his crib. This, see, this is what women like. They don't understand what respect really is. They're just so used to thinking that because a guy wants to fuck them that they respect them. So when they go to a guy's house and, and a guy says, "Take your shoes off," and these bitches is looking at you funny, you know that's when you. You bring them back into the car and drop them off to wherever they at. They have no value. Um, they have no home training, no no skills when it comes to taking care of a house and being productive within the house. Bitches just be at the house on social media all fucking day. So when these women decide to come over to a man's house to do a podcast that is viewed by hundreds of thousands of people, these women can't even be respectful enough to let the man talk. So we're going to play this shit all the way back from the beginning because it's only 40, 40 seconds long. Let this bitch get trashed. Let this bitch get roasted real quick, get put in her place by the homeowner as he makes a valid point. There's no such thing as unconditional love. There's, oh, there's, there's conditions to everything in the world. And the reason why I had to say something was because Men, don't listen to that advice ever, because women will say that to you. Oh, unconditional love, and I'm going to love you, whatever. As long as you make somebody outside from yourself responsible, it's going to be a conditional love. You let me finish? Okay. So what I was saying was, is that love is always conditional to some degree. As a man, you have to bring something to the table for a woman to love you. Now, I get what you guys are saying, the Disney fairy tale, but that's not how the world works. I think that's what you've learned in life. Seriously, can you stop cutting me off? Do you feel like I'm cutting you off? I think this was like a conversation, not a monologue. No, no, no. Did you not ask a question? <laughs> just, see, these bitches can't cooperate. And conditional, listen, guys, fellas, fellas, love in itself is conditional. Love in itself. We're not talking about love, um, Love on the outskirts or love in relationships. Love in itself is conditional. Now, the term unconditional brought into love is something manufactured by women. It is something that is manufactured by none other than the mother, nine times out of ten of most men. We usually hear this saying from mothers and grandmothers. They love, they'll love you unconditional. And that's the most convincing uh, form of love that I can think of that is considered unconditional. Meaning, regardless of what you do with your life, 
your mother or your grandmother will always look at you regardless of what you've done and love you by blood, by bond. Okay? It's very important to mention. Now, let's translate all of that into relationships. It's foreign. It doesn't make sense. I wouldn't look at most of any of these women as potential uh, love. And I'm using the air quotes like a douchebag. But fuck it. I wouldn't, con- I wouldn't consider that. Because I know I have to bring something to the table. And by something, I mean most of anything. <laughs> Not only do I have to bring something to the table, I have to bring the entire table for me to put the shit on. The bitch won't even bring the table. She considers herself the table, but she's not even stable for the weight of the table. These women who use these terms, love and condition, they know what they're doing. They can easily manipulate a man, can they not? You have not been told by a woman that she loves you no matter what. And then a week later, she wants to break up. That's never happened to you. What's happened to me? A lot of women, like I said, love, love is almost a strategy, but love becomes survival. So a woman will use the illusion or the imagination of love to entice men but later on when she's used up enough men or more or less she's been used up and abused completely slaughtered by cocks within the cc the cock carousel she'll use love to try to latch back on to a man and it can really be any guy who's making a certain amount of money so with love to a woman it's a it's dependency with love to a man. I would say it's respect. It's a woman who loves you in a sense that she appreciates you and she respects you. It goes beyond the butterflies in the the stomach. It's real. It's real connection. And I think today, a lot of women just aren't capable of finding it because a lot of guys are not participating anymore. Uh, this is like a fresh and fit day. I got a lot of fresh and uh, fit clips just because, you know what I mean? And here's the other thing too you guys got to understand, bro. We all know that women... Uh, oh, uh, my body count is uh 25. Stop the cap. Bro, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super, like, bro. Super cap. There's no way. Like, no way, bro. There's no like, way. No way you got 25 body count. Like, no. Because here's the thing, bro. Uh, let me give you guys a little uh, in-depth uh, view of the female mindset, okay? This is how women think, all right? They only count the bodies of dudes that they, like, remember and, like, had fun with, mm-hmm. okay? That does not count the one-night stands. That does not count the dudes that they met at the phone cannon in Cancun. Shout out to our boy Rolo. At the guys in Tulum that they smashed, you know, uh, a, a one hitter quitter in the bathroom stall at a club, bro. Like, they don't count any of that. I know, girl. That don't count it if it's a condom on. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, Yo, bro. Y'all, what? Women use all kinds of mental gymnastics to rationalize their poor behavior. Because here's the thing, bro. 
that's a 1,000% facts. Notice how she said, the male ego is fragile because you don't want to know that I hang out with certain types of guys, blah, 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 blah. Again, what do I always tell you guys on this podcast? Anything that represses female sexuality is always going to be met with some kind of contempt and shaming language. Small dick energy, small, uh, insecure, you're, you're just jealous, uh, you're, an, you're an asshole, you're misogynistic, whatever, blah, blah, fucking blah. How dare you? But I'll tell you guys this, like I said before, why the hell are you going to pay full price for a goddamn car that's been used? What, what women don't understand is men don't ask for much, okay? If I'm going to take you seriously as a girlfriend and or a wife, my only real request is that you don't embarrass me and fuck other guys, okay? But they have the fucking gall to sit here and say, yeah, insecure, yeah, insecure. Fire no, up. you dumb bitch. I'm not fucking insecure. I'm very secure in my goddamn confidence. I don't want to fucking wipe up no hoe, all right? And I'm tired of women out here telling dudes, small dick energy, small dick energy. You're insecure, you're insecure, you're insecure. No, 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 Bitch, I'm not going to the Lamborghini dealership with 300 bands to pay 200,000, uh, three, for, uh, fucking pay $300,000 for a Lambo with 200,000 miles on it, bro. It's bullshit. We need to start holding these women accountable. You want to do that six feet tall, $100,000 a year, going to protect you in times of danger, take care of you, be a leader, six-figure nigga, abs, all this extra shit, but you can't even be a fucking decent woman and not be a... What? Fuck out of here, bro. I need you guys to hold these women accountable too. They got to meet your metrics because I'm tired of girls having preferences and say, this is what I want. This is my preference. This is what I like in men. And then if I turn around and say, well, okay, I don't want some hope. Oh my God. How dare you? Fuck that. Cook. Listen, man. Myron in here cooking, frying these bitches. I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you like this, right? There's always going to be hypocrisy amongst modern women. And the modern day hypocrisy of modern women is she wants a guy who has all of these things taken care of, right? She just wants to stumble across a guy like this. Most women who talk this way have very little low or little social value, meaning she cannot be uh, presentable in public. You have to tame her like a wild beast because she is so confrontational and problematic. She does not take care of her body. So a lot of these women are pudged out. They not they not BBW pudgy. They're just pudgy. They got you see these women, man, and they're shaped like they're shaped like refrigerators, dude. There's no other way to describe it. They're shaped like fucking ovens, dude. There's no other way uh, uh, to really express the figure and shape of these women. They have no. They're they're like they're square, rectangular shaped bitches. That's what they look like. Um, they got all the pudge in the front, no ass. Loud, problematic, hood booger bitches with nothing to offer. Then you got these fat white hoes. And these fat white bitches, they hang out with bad white bitches. So they have this shallow how, for people who know about the movie and the reference, she has this perception of herself where she's just the airheaded, she's just the, uh, you know, airheaded valley girl 
like 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 her friend Tiffany. Her friend Tiffany's nine and a half. Perfect figure and everything. Nice bubble ass, but fit. A lot of men know what I'm talking about. Nothing too droopy. Something firm. Nice firm ass. You know what I'm saying? Beautiful, voluptuous titties. B, top B, C. C's preference. Preferable C. And not only does she have all of these things, but she's presentable. She knows how to act. So even if she's out here being a hoe, she's still productive enough to appear to be completely different towards men. She's entirely different. Now to you, if you may, if you may know what it is to interact with these bitches, you're going to understand. All right. I've seen these type of women before, but these fat hoes, these fat white bitches, they really think that they're Tiffany. They're not Tiffany's. They're not Tiffany's. They're not Stacy's. They're not Tiffany's. These bitches are refrigerators. <laughs> All right. They're not Stacy's. They're not Tiffany's. These bitches are shaped like refrigerators. And it don't matter what anybody say when it comes to my um, delivery, how I say things. This is all facts. Perfect. This is all facts. These type of women are usually the ones. Now, it used to just be seven, eights, nines. Maybe a six would have the attitude that she's an eight or a nine. But now it's five and belows. And if you guys are aware of the store, five and below, that's kind of what the reference kind of connects to. Women who are worth five and below. There were five in the looks department. There were five in the personality department. But it all breaks down to presentation. If a woman can present herself, may not have to wear a whole lot of fucking makeup, may not have to wear all of the fucking accessories and still be presentable, then that's actually, in my opinion, more of a beneficial thing to a bitch who's a seven, problematic, argumentative, just a complete and and utter uh, nuisance. To herself and society. Guys have to deal with this shit regardless. So it really doesn't matter if you're MGTOW. You're MGTOW for a reason. You understand? And yeah, it is to better yourself. But let's be honest. For a lot of guys out there. When I when I heard about... I, I learned about MGTOW before... Uh, before knowing what a fucking red pill was. So I didn't look at... Um, I didn't look at... I didn't look at the entire spectrum of what these men were talking about. I was just trying to figure out, all right, what the fuck? All right, MGTOW. All right, men going their own way. Figured that out. Then certain content creators I came across were decent, but there was a lot of suspects. I'll just leave it at that. Niggas is talking about buying sex dolls. And it got to a point where I was like, I was like, fuck it. I wasn't even going to do that shit anymore. 
I wasn't even going to do it. I wasn't going to participate because I was only seeing one side of the spectrum. Then um, I was hearing a lot of these big tail dudes talking about the red pill and red pill. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I search it. And obviously, besides the Matrix reference, the Matrix movie reference, it's, um, you know, I guess it started. You can probably just look at it as a form. To be perfectly honest, it's it's more or less a form. Or it started as a, a community um, based on a Reddit post or online post about men who's men who's either had problems with women or men who's been through situations dealing with women and were open and honest enough to talk about it. Once that shit became more uh, solid with how I looked at it, I kind of got back into it. I still I still listen to a lot of uh, MGTOW content creators. I still mention and play most of the uh, comp, uh, what do we call it, the compilations. Most of the compilations are from the MGTOW content creators. But I just chose more of the red pill perspective, and I've kind of stood on the side of self-development more so than, um, I mean, we talk about the nature of women, don't get me wrong, but I think self-development weighs a little bit more weight into understanding the red pill than just the nature of women. Because if you, t- it's it's kind of like a give or take thing, because if you tell the guy at the wrong time it's about women's nature, they'll just be completely focused on women. They'll have no focus on themselves. So the self-development is just something you should grasp in the beginning that you continuously work on, whether it's with your basic activities, like, for example, the music you just heard, it's called Isolation in the Beginning. I made it this morning. On the weekends, I focus primarily on um, making a lot of uh, making a lot of music, trying to make, you know, some sort of instrumental that I can that I can share and then I can use later on, which is what I'm doing. And during the week, you guys already know, especially now, you know, which is a rare occasion I have off tomorrow of MLK Day. You know, I'll have more of a chance to just sit back and do nothing. But when Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and Friday come. That's when it's just back to work, but I will always have topics, I will always have something to talk about on the podcast, especially if you're dealing with the manosphere, we're dealing with fresh and fit, by the way, fair use, don't take this shit down. Okay. Even though this is on anchor, I don't know. They may have, they may have strings, dude, but I've talked about fresh and fit a good amount of times here and I've played clips of fresh and fit, but I'm also very, uh, I wouldn't say neutral. I'm just on the side of what is accurate and what is right. What's wrong is wrong. That's why people like myself, I'm so used to self-accountability. If I make a mistake on something, it's like, all right, yeah, I fucked that up, whatever. It doesn't, that doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? For a lot of people, a lot of men, more more or less women, let's just be honest. Um, For a lot of women, they're just not able to look at that for what it is. They're not able to, look at their mistakes as their mistakes 
So they go on to the next relationship with the next guy with that old baggage from previous mistakes and expects that guy to help her fix her mistakes. It's an ongoing process. See, if you think about it, there's no logical group of women who are doing the same thing that the red pill is doing. There is no logical group of women who are doing the same thing as a lot of MGTOW men are doing. And what that simply breaks down to is women realizing that, hey, I should slow down. I should start looking for a quality partner or better yet for them. They don't have partners. They have companions. That's what I mentioned last night. They're looking for a quality companion. A partner is someone who's putting 50-50 on. Meaning that woman has to be liable for the same amount of effort. And we know that that usually doesn't happen. Women have uh, conflict and have problems with splitting the bill with a guy they've been with for such and such fucking years. To me, that's... I mean, either way, it's a give or take because you've been with this woman for this long, so... You did the shit before. Why stop doing it? But, you know, most of these women will never have to worry about that. Because a lot of these bitches are not going to get married. But the difference, like I've always stated, there's like the two sides of the desperation spectrum. <laughs> the two sides of the desperation spectrum. One side is the incels, right? The guys who've never fucked. The guys who've never smashed. Then on the other hand, you have used up thoughts who spent their entire upbringing smashing. Being smashed, but not being taken seriously by men. And at this end of the line, the man is always going to be the one that suffers the most. You know what I'm saying? Like That's just the way that society works. Women just are going to have to deal with the problems and the mistakes they made in the past. Now, those mistakes are the same, quote unquote, mistakes that that incel would have happily be a part of. <laughs> he would have been a part of either of that. Just for the experience. But these. These society or these societal aspects of what a man is and what a woman is, is completely night and day. And it's designed to where now the masculine role or the masculine figure gets dumbed down. You see a lot of guys on these uh on these commercials and shit. Completely they're they're idiotic at best. Or growing up, Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin, uh the Cleveland show, all showing stupid idiotic guys. American Dad was like one of the exceptions because the guy was apparently a fucking agent. But that was it. Even shit, like I said, animated shows. All these men that were seen as morons. And these women are all prompt as, you know, super intelligent. They're running the entire household. And we know that's a dream or that's a fantasy that women have. But that's something that they really don't want. You can ask these career women today who are in their 40s and who've never found a man because they've dedicated and sacrificed half of their fucking social life to their jobs. You can ask these women. They'll tell you. They may be a little defensive about telling you, but they'll eventually tell you. They'll tell themselves. That's the thing about a lot of these women. They also essentially tell themselves. 
And when they reach a point where they can just blatantly tell you, yeah, I usually go out all weekends and that's when I, I hook up. Da, 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 da. That's when they'll, they'll break everything down. You don't even have to question them after a while. When these bitches, when these hoes start talking, they keep going. Shit, I'm tired of men having standards and then women sitting there and saying, that's discrimination. Fuck you. It's not discrimination. It's reality. Okay. We don't want hoes. Okay. <laughs> you want to be a hoe? That's fine. But you got to lay in your fucking bed and sleep there. Just like Lana Rhodes, just like Mia Khalifa, just like all these other girls that fuck on camera and think, let me get a guy to pay full price for this used fucking car. It never <laughs> works. It never works. Because I always say this. Re <laughs> Reality does not adhere to social constructs. Again, say that one more time for these dumb bimbos out there. Reality does not conform to your social constructs. In other words, most guys in reality are not going to accept you for being a hoe and put a ring on it. It's always going to fucking bother them, okay? So if you want to be a hoe, it's fine. It's your personal decision. But be ready for the fucking consequences of not dudes not taking you serious. You want to have a hot, <laughs> hot girl summer? All right, bitch. You're going to have a bunch of hot girl summers by yourself. Tango down. You make your bed, lay in it. All right? Tango down. Fuck out of here, man. I'm tired of these chicks trying to get mad at you. Because it's bullshit. <laughs> that men can't have standards. It's bullshit. We don't ask for much. We really don't. Girls ask all for these things, and then you say, all right, well, I just don't want you to be a hoe. Oh, my God! You asshole! Small dick energy! You're insecure! Fuck out of here, man. If I'm going <laughs> to invest into you, I need to know you are not used, man. Super Saiyan 4. God damn. God damn. That was fire, bro. So I'm telling <laughs> you, all, all 5,400 of you guys, you meet a girl, put her through her fucking paces, okay? She's got to work for your affection, not the other way around. A lot of you guys, oh, baby, please be my girlfriend. Oh, oh, I know you're a hoe and I know you be doing all this extra shit on the side, but please be my girlfriend. Fuck that. She needs to be coming to you. Please be my boyfriend. I know I'm a hoe and everything like that, but please, 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 I need that. Security. And then you can tell her, oh, well, you know what? You don't have to share me with all the other 10 girls. Maybe I'll take you serious. That gotta do it and she's gonna respect you because now you're holding her ass to a standard for once in her fucking life she's being held to a standard i'm telling you these attractive girls they go through their entire existence with a man never telling them no okay. she belongs to the streets okay i need you motherfuckers to start saying no more you know the scary part man fatality if you actually wait for one of these girls bro you take it seriously she can't have a pair bond so what happens is you wait for up you take her in and she's hella, hella moles on, on her body. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, what, what do you... She belongs to the streets. You get a used, beat-up product that can't even work properly. She belongs to the streets. She can't pair bond. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to break up anyway. And the worst scenario is if you marry her, that's divorce right there and then. So Myron's right, man. Like, you don't want to buy a used car with high mileage. You Fucking don't. She belongs to the streets. Bullshit, bro. You don't. Like... No one bats an eye when a woman says, I don't want no broke nigga, I don't want no loser, I don't want no short guy, I don't want no fat boys. We're never going to knock women for their preferences. All I'm saying is that men need to be able to have their preferences and enact on it without being attacked. Yeah, It's BS, bro. It's BS. You know what I'm saying?
Y'all want to walk down the aisle in a white dress and get married, but none of you guys want to be fucking wise. You want to keep your Instagram open. You want to be able to keep your male friends. You want to still have your girls' nights out. You still want to be able to do all this extra stuff while still getting the security from a man. There you go. There you go. Now, this goes back to what I've always been saying. How is it that a lot of these women can go out here Fuck tons of men and still want and still expect to find a quality man that is truly interested in her. A valuable man who seeks refuge with her. You know, the woman who's out here cock hopping, the woman, the women who are on here riding the cock carousel and still judging a man for what he does. Or how he makes a living. All most of these goofy bitches do is take their clothes off in front of a camera. And they'll always have the simp soy boy female female uh female energy manginas pedestalizing and worshiping them. But that's not real work. How can a bitch who rarely puts in over 40 hours of work, expect a man to be high value when they're still getting assistance, they're still getting handouts, they're still getting benefits from the government. These bitches is still out here getting handouts from the government but will still tell you and will still try to convince you and will still come out here and still sing the very words of Shut up! See, all that shit is BS. All that shit is usually BS. Most of these women depend on the government. Most of these women, in fact, are not independent. It's mostly the men who they get all of the reaps and the awards of being presentable, but that's something that they're not able to do. So most men, when they come across these hoes, adios, you fucking skank. They're not participating in it. There is nothing comical Nothing more comical than a woman who is telling you that she is independent, but she has Section 8 housing. She is getting welfare. She has the EBT card, and she has all of the benefits of a welfare queen. (laughs) There's nothing funnier. Nothing funnier. But we still got a couple more things to play, man. We're not going to do nothing too crazy. We're already an hour and 24 minutes in. But we have another clip. I believe it's a fresh and fit clip. We've been uh, having a a good time here talking about fresh and fit. Going with the, um, I forgot the guy's name. I don't fucking remember the dude's name. The Malik guy. The new Black Panther buddy. Um, Do I still have a... Something lined up here? I do. I have two lined up, and I'm only going to play one. Then we're going to wrap this up. 
I'm going to jump back on this sometime tomorrow on MLK Day, but I most likely will not share that episode until tonight, just like this particular episode. I won't share this until um, 5 or 6 o'clock. Uh, should I get into There Is No Such Thing? I already did the uncondi- Okay, never mind. We still got one more. Uh, let's trigger... Let's trigger some women. My friend, we spoke, uh, you know, the other day, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we came to like a discovery. Yeah. We get to hundreds of girls over a period of time. Mm-hmm. And what was that discovery? With, with clubs. For the most uh, part. Uh, going, oh, well, okay. We're going to reveal it. We're going to tell the truth. <laughs> okay, ninety percent of the time when girls go to the club is to get attention and validation from men. It's not even really for like. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They go out to turn up with their girls when they could have. Now, now, if you heard the scent, there's there's always a scent. I think they do this on purpose. I think it's like how News Network does it. So like news media, Fox will always get somebody from the left and they always become a target of whatever topic they're talking of. Just like CNN, they'll always get somebody on the right or somebody who's known on Fox so they can try to point out their hypocrisies. So they have a simp, and I remember seeing the clip, they have a simp who's there, and what he's doing is he's like siding with all of these women. There's like eight, these guys are known to have like eight or nine women on the show. You know what I mean? Some of them don't even talk. They just look presentable in front of a camera. And that's one of the ways that they can get a lot of viewers. They see a bad bitch. It's like, oh, shit, I want to see who else is on here. So that's, you know, that, that's one of the the many tactical ways that these things work out. Now, these guys who come on, they go on there, and they're not, like, there to, like, represent um <laughs> They're not there to like, you know, represent men or anything like that. They'll they're putting bitches on pedestals. That's what these bitches do. These man bitches will put women on pedestals. So he's there pretty much defending the women. Like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm I'm with a chick, but she can go out and party every weekend with her friends and there's no suspicion whatsoever. Come on, man. This nigga's a fucking clown. A fucking joke. Done that at the house, but why are they doing it at the nightclub? They're doing it because, <laughs> because whether they have a boyfriend or not, they enjoy the attention from other men. They yes. enjoy the fact that they can leverage sex against men. They enjoy that men desire them. Absolutely. They enjoy the free drinks. They enjoy the attention. They enjoy the pictures. All Absolutely. that other crap, because you can do all that stuff at your house with your girlfriends. Can I, can I say this? Like can I say that's a plus, not a must. Yeah, when we go out, that's a plus one twice. We go out to enjoy the music. We go it's out to have a good time without. She belongs to the streets. Stay home, man. If a guy comes up and says, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" Every, everything like that. That's a plus. That's mm-hmm. not a. She belongs to the streets. Oh, Marco. This is what I gotta say. And if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, you ain't gonna get offended. 
Facts. I mean, nowadays, it ain't even about the dudes nowadays. Some girls are in competition with other women. That part. I mean, if it's really, you can be enjoying yourself and a woman can see you looking good, or if you got fat ass, nice titties, nice hair, nice dress, and other women mm-hmm. hate on you. Some women are in competition with other women, mm-hmm. just like some niggas are just in competition with other people. He got a nice chain, I got to go. Or that's why people get robbed nowadays, or some people looking yes. at you like, Tango down. Listen, let me explain something, man. Nobody gives a fuck about all that street ethnic bullshit when it comes to strictly men and women. See, this is the reason why I got a problem with not the black manosphere uh, in general, but just the idea of it as a whole. You know what I mean? Like, if if your message doesn't outweigh or if, if who you are outweighs your message, then you're not meaningful. So a lot of a lot of people will stay a certain way or will choose a certain side because they simply don't have any capabilities of thinking for themselves. That's just the reality. Now this can connect with mainstream news media, this can connect with uh left wing CNN, right wing Fox or whatever. It can be the same connection. Women what guys don't understand is all that other bullshit and if you out here competing with other guys trying to have the better chain than the next man, then you're just as feminine as the bitches you go after. So maybe you niggas need to sit back somewhere and shut the fuck up. I get tired of hearing all that shit, especially when it comes to this type of information. Women, at the end of the day, they seek attention. Now, what type of attention they seek is completely up to them. But that is the truth with a lot of women. The more attractive, the more attention that they'll actually get. They won't even have to seek it. It's the women who are less attractive who have to do all the extreme shit. All of the makeup, all of the products to make herself look like something that she truly isn't. And it's guys who are stuck dealing with those type of women when it comes down to dating preferences. Like, yeah, we don't want to date skanks. We'll sleep with them. You, We want you for your services, but we don't see you as anything besides that. You know what I mean? At We see you essentially as, you know, we see you as a wham, bam, thank you, man. Perfect. That's how we see you. That's how we see you. Now, Fortunately, I'm able to break the rest of this shit down, but we're going to try to get through the coonery with this guy first. You live in your damn life. So yeah. nowadays, people are in competition with the same type of person that's just like them. When you just mm-hmm. do, you can do the same shit that I'm doing and be where I'm at. That's all I was. Uh, and I say that it makes sense. Sorry, for no, 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 no. I'll, I'll let them finish and then, I'll, then I'll make my last point. Go ahead. Sure. Really quickly, it makes sense for both because I think, I don't remember who said it, but someone said that if like girls go out and, oh you did you said that they go out there and they uh, they appreciate it and like they know they look good they appreciate the comments they appreciate the you coming up to them and all that they like the attention yeah we like it yeah just the same as one of those pretty boys that they have all these followers and everything on on instagram tiktok whatever social media or they know for a fact without that they look good they know what they look now going back to what i always say what modern women do is she'll equate 10 to 20% of men 
to the rest of the 80% of guys. She pretends that every guy is out here trying to get thousands of hundreds and thousands of followers on fucking uh, on fucking um, Instagram or all of these guys are out here trying to get popularity that women naturally seek. As I stated, even the unattractive women seek that validation from men, men who are uh, average or below average. They they've pretty much came to the conclusion that their looks aren't going to be the factor of getting women. A lot of guys come to those terms early. Women, on the other hand, do not. They believe now that they have to compete amongst other men to be valuable to men. But men pretty much look at them as clowns in the mirror and they're like i know i look good so when they go out and you look at them they give you the same vibe that a female does when she knows she look good she's mm -hmm. not gonna give you that time of day if you're not the one she wants because she's gonna be like yeah thank you i know okay same right. thing for a guy okay um that sounds great on paper but let's be real here <laughs> women never it's approach men up. women don't approach I do. Men. I do. I do. Oh, all oh, the time oh, oh, oh. you gotta grow a beard when's the last time you approached a guy before i was in a relationship so for three three years, years i actually still approached a guy while i was in a relationship just to get to get let him know that he had dropped something but like i still you guys talking to mike though i still approached him even though like he had dropped something i still approached him but like people like in my relationship, we have a communication. Like, for example, if I'm like looking at something or someone, mm -hmm. and he ends up looking at a woman, yeah. you know, and he's like, obviously she's bad. She uh -huh. bad, you know. She going on. And yeah. then, like, if I look at a guy and he, I like how she said you're looking at something or someone. Looking at something or someone. Women are very. I don't even want to use anything really negative. They're just, they're, they don't have a good perception. So they're shallow. Or if a woman's really attractive and if a woman is used to getting male attention, then she's going to, she's going to have a urge for that attention, that validation, that natural female validation that she can get by just walking out of the house. Not the validation that you got to put on uh, 30 minutes worth of makeup. You got to do all this. You got to do that. You got to wear the waist watchers. Y'all covering up y'all fat ass tummies. I know y'all bitches is doing that. See, I know the secrets. I know the truth. I know the secrets of these bitches. They got them tight. They got them tight, slim ass, like, um, uh, <laughs> nylon type of. Uh, shield that they put over their stomachs. It's tight and it's supposed to keep all of the uh, all of the pudge in one spot. Y'all women need to hit the gym, take better care of yourselves. And see that 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 brings me to a real quick point I want to make. There's always that double standard that gets me when it comes to dating. Right, a woman can be straight up out of shape right? Several pounds overweight and expect the guy to have washboard abs, this and that. And all of that to her is just her preference. But if that guy were to say on the other hand, well, I'd, 
that's a coincidence because I would rather have a woman who's in better shape myself. Then it becomes an issue. Oh, well, you're fat shaming. You're doing this and that. But, bitch, you just told me you don't want a fat nigga. You want a nigga with washboard abs? Oh, well, you can't fat shame. Well, bitch, you can't either. And I'm not going to allow it. I don't got to... I don't got to look at a, a fat bitch and say she's beautiful. Just like you don't got to look at a fat man and say he's beautiful. This is equality, right? Oh, but that's the whole example of conditional femininity. That's the whole example of conditional femininity to begin with. He's, he's looking fresh, like whatever he's wearing, jeans and a nice shirt with some nice shoes or like a, a suit and tie. He's looking good. Mm-hmm. I will make the comment, and if he's passing by, just like my man does, I'll make a comment, he'll make a comment, but it's a mutual communication that that person Wait, your boyfriend, Wait, your boyfriend lets you compliment men, other men? Stop the cat. It's not no, a cat. It's, it's I'm confused. Really like, this is yeah. my best so, friend right here. So, okay, so, so your boyfriend is okay with you complimenting other men? If I compliment a man that obviously, like, I speak to him and I'm like, oh, babe, he looks good, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, well, he that's does. What's that's, that's where trust and loyalty comes okay. in. He does the what? That's trust, trust and loyalty comes in. That's that is by far that guy who she's with. She definitely runs that guy. She may have seen that guy as like beta bucks, but he was also attractive enough to be seen otherwise. But she controls that man. When you're with a woman. And your woman can just blatantly say that another man is attractive in front of you, to you and in front of you. And your response is to go along with it and say, oh, yeah, yeah. That's where you reach another, like, level. Like, I can't even view a guy as a man at that point. Like, that's that's unbelievable. And this is all, all the women agree. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, that's trust. That's commitment. Now, if that guy were to say, damn, you see that bitch's ass right there? What's that woman going to say? Unless she's one of these quote unquote bisexual women. And I say that for a fucking reason. A lot of these women have the bisexual energy. Now, I'm not saying all these bitches out here um, grinding tires. I'm not saying that they're out here grinding tires or anything, grinding gears. But they're out here and they have that energy amongst one another. That's why you have that energy. Oh, well, if the woman sleeps over, she sleeps in the same bed as the woman. Right? Sleepovers, slumber parties, that's all women. That's that energy. Then you tie that into her college years. But if a guy in that situation were to point out an attractive woman, I'm just curious of her reaction. That's all. I just want to know how she's going to react to that. Let me just say this. I, I just want to finish my point and then we're just going to go back to the discussion at hand. But the thing is, is that this uh, podcast is for men, you know, so we got to tell guys how reality really works. You're clearly an exception to the rule. 
most women don't approach men, number one. Number two, most men don't go to the nightclub to get attention from women. They go to try to sleep with women. The difference is that women go to nightclubs to get attention from men. And a lot of the times, what will happen is some girls go there to meet guys, but most girls don't. And the thing is, is that you could say, oh, well, you know, I can, you know, I, I go to turn up with my girls, whatever. If you really want to turn up with your girls, you would stay at home and play the music there. Well, no, so it's that, that's it's the that. scene for you to be finding a girl at a club while she's over here shaking her ass with her friends or she's drunk and she's lit. And so now she's really open. Is that like the place that you want to meet your future with? Like a girl that's that you difference. want to be dating well, with? That's like, the difference. Men, men go up. See how that woman tried to change it? He said, men go to clubs and bars to try and hook up with women, sleep with women. Not for a relationship, not for any of those things. In fact, for a female, although this may sound ass backwards, that may be a place that she will find a man is at the club or at the bar. Because her energy going towards a, a man is completely different than the energy a man comes from towards a woman. Towards women, he has to display certain aspects and traits of dominance and masculinity, but also be approachable or also be able to approach and carry a conversation. The women can just go there and like cars, they can go up there, sit pretty. They polished up, cleaned out well. They don't have too much mileage. And she's going to find an owner soon. A lot of these women, on the other hand, they're looking at guys, like their cars. But here's the problem. The more mileage, the more mileage that a man gets, uh, the more of a milestone. <laughs> the more the mileage, the more the milestone. The less the mileage... If a man has no mileage, if a man has AKA no sexual experiences, then he will nine times out of 10 have the traits of the beta male. Now, these are what is called incels due to zero mileage, zero sexual experiences with women. But we'll talk about a little bit of that in a little bit. Uh, we only got, I guess, a minute, minute and change left. So we're going to play the rest of this. It's a nightclub to get laid and, and a man's sexual strategy to get laid is completely different than trying to find a wife. So that's what I'm trying to say. We tell guys all the time, nightclubs, like you can go there and talk to girls. It's mm -hmm. fine. But understand that a lot of girls are there to take pictures for their Instagram mm -hmm. to, you know, show out, to sit mm -hmm. in the VIP for free, get free mm -hmm. liquor and leave drinking your shit for free. That's the reality. It's just that girls yeah. aren't going to admit that. No, we do. That puts you guys in, that puts, I'll admit it. Hold on. Yeah, you'll admit it here, but you ain't going to admit it at a nightclub when someone listens to their video. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're not here to fuck any of you. We're here to just drink your own free. Yo, but yo, it's Guys, let me just finish my point. Let me just finish my point. The last thing I'm just going to say is that, like, on a balance of probabilities, when a girl goes out at night and she goes and dresses herself a certain way, all this other stuff, a lot of times to get free attention, free drinks, validation from the opposite gender, and then go home with her girlfriend. Sometimes they'll get laid, sometimes they won't. It is what it is. But what you're saying with like guys dressing up and looking good from TikTok, whatever. Only pretty boys are a small minority That's of most true. men. They're Thank a very you. small minority of most men. Actually, there's studies that show it. Women found 88% of men is unattractive on Tinder. The average guy is not attractive. Thank you. He made my point. So that what that woman was talking about earlier was only based off of 10 to 20% of guys. 10 to 20% of guys may have a uh, 100 to 500,000 uh, following on Instagram. They're the guys who depend on that following. 
Not saying that they solely depend on it, but it's a part of their selves as a product, right? Those high value men are representations of products that are in high demand with most women. The problem is most of those women aren't capable, but they'll always have the entire man's aspect based on 10 to 20% of the guys that she wants. Meaning that you, the person who goes into the 80%, you have no real chance of being with this woman with high expectations, but at the same time, she has low value as well. It's the average woman, period. That's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? You're using anomalies saying these pretty boys on TikTok go out to get attention from girls. Even if they do get attention from girls, girls don't approach them anyway. So men have to make the move. And also, let me just after that, I'll be damned yeah. if I want a girl and she can talk to another man in front of me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And secondly, your boyfriend's a beta. Anyhow. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bingo. Thank you. Thank you, sir. See, I like these guys fresh and fit. I don't, I don't have a real problem with these guys. Because <laughs> there's no way that you're going to have a woman, regardless of how attractive she is, right? You're not going to have a woman blatantly complimenting other men in front of you. And you just letting that shit slide. And you not saying anything. Any thoughts or concerns? Like, okay, you're a beta. She runs you. That's why she's able to talk that the way she's talking to other men. She's probably she's probably flirted with men openly in front of him as well. And he just probably blew it off like, oh, not a big deal. These are the nice guys. Okay. Don't be that. You don't want to do that. Uh, we're pretty much done with that. Pretty much done with that. We're done with this fiasco. Just under two hours. Just under two hours of power. Talking about the uh, fresh and fit fiasco with um, their preference on who they date, why they choose to do so, and more importantly, why it fucking matters. Now, the reason why I speak on it is because the fucking clip is funny as hell. And this dude went on a fucking racist diatribe for, for several minutes. And I found it to be entertaining. So that's the reason why I really played it. Just like the first couple of videos where I tried to speak on it, I noticed it was from a biased point of view. And I know if I talk about something, unless it's political, I have to at least remain... Uh, down the line, straight down the line. And um, we're not swaying either way. I'm just saying that who a man chooses to sleep with, who a man chooses to be with, is his decision. The people can talk about it. Um, the people can judge that person if they choose to. But that that other person can also tell them that their judgment doesn't mean shit to them, and they're going to continue to live the way that they live, and think the way that they think. That is the true. Uh, that is the true meaning of an individual. All right. It's one fifteen p.m. About to get ready to wrap this up. Going to crib. What was I playing yesterday? Oh, uh, Mass Effect Remastered, Xbox One. I'm about to play that shit all day. And um, on the way out, I'm going to play the instrumental back called Isolation. It's on SoundCloud. Search Jersey Judah and you will find it. But as I say, in the meantime and in between time, until next time, 
which will be tomorrow. Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. I'm out. Peace.